She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. She's a Thank you for listening to episode 39 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. On today's episode, we conclude our playthrough of Grant Howitt's Royal Blood. We're joined by Brett of Gaming and BS and Chris and Phil from the Misdirected Mark podcast. A word of warning about this episode. This is the first time I have ever had a major safety fail at my table, and it was recorded and it was at a convention. You can stay tuned after the end of the story to listen to both our chatter at the table after the fact when it happened and we discussed a little bit at the table. Um, And then I actually had Phil on to do a quick interview just to uh, clarify some things at the end and and to kind of speak to some of the lessons that we learned as experienced role players and how we dealt with that situation. Thanks so much and I hope you enjoy the show. And now we're going to thank some of our wonderful Patreon backers. Bill the Reaper Man Carter. Olympic non-medalist Justin Suzuki. The Herald Palladion. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> tell me about the security dame spade and then tell me how you deal with it. Well, the the big thing I have to do is I have to get into the main building and up to the where we know the control room is because the Empress has told us mm-hmm. in our prior dealings because both of my knees are wrecked, I'm going to have to do this on my motorcycle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so while they're stepping off and it's exploding, the camera is like looking at the explosion like from the ground and then out of the explosion, my motorcycle comes in yes. and just like uh, revs over it. <laughs> So I'm perhaps jumping. Yes. So well, there's no ramp, but there's a just, right. yeah, it's she just does. So even if there are guards, I'm gonna be able to dodge them because I am train fast and unstoppable. And I'm gonna head through probably up um Oh no, I love this idea. I was gonna say up the stairs, but no. Like I may I'm planning to blast past all of the guards, get into the elevator that has the secret code, plug in the secret code, and there's this really awkward scene of me on my idling motorcycle in the elevator as the elevator's going do I was gonna say, does it go after show? And then I run down the guards waiting and I phase into the control room because it's obviously locked down. Right. So you're just gonna like phase in there take down all the security, like all the cameras and yep. everything, and then these guys are going to come in after you? Yep. I might just ram... No, actually, I'm, I think I'm going to need the <laughs> need the motorcycle. <laughs> uh, Phil, I'm going to make you come up with a twist, because these guys have been doing a lot of them. Okay. Uh, the twist is that she has private security. She has a bruiser that that is waiting. Like, she's not, right. she's not, she's not going to be taken down easily. Right. Um, she is paid to secure this facility, inside girl or not. Yeah, and so she's, you know, sensing that we've already disrupted the, um, what's called, we've taken out Damien. 
Yep. She has put security on her. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. You want me to draw? You want to draw? Go ahead and draw. That's actually a good reaction, right? Yeah. Shit's starting to fall apart. Okay, amp up security. Put the oh, wow. muscle right here. Right yeah. here, yeah. Um, that is a seven, so that's an ex- a success. Nice. <laughs> but. but. And a but. It all goes exactly as you've just said, but you are going to take one more damage to that. Don't worry, this is going to get cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get inverted. I'm done. Uh-huh. Oh, did you lose? I've lost both That's, of them now. Yeah. Nice. I know, it's actually kind of great because then we get to play with these rules. Awesome. So tell me what happens that you lose that. Or source the table and make somebody else come up with it. All right, so you roll in there and you take out all those guards, but you don't see that bruiser, right? Right. And then you just get into a throwdown with the bruiser. It's like one of those action movie fight sequences where you guys are bashing each other into walls, beating each other to death, and you finally uh, kill or incapacitate. I prob- at this point, I probably kill. My military training probably takes right. over. So you, you kill the bruiser, but you were so beat up and bloody that you were just a wreck. It's Die Hard, right? At the end of Die Hard, there's a huge fights, and you're just bloody, and mm-hmm. your knees are jacked up, you're glass right. hanging on and you. And he also has taken out my motorcycle, so... Mm-hmm. But luckily, there's a wheelie chair. <laughs> <laughs> you got, like, a broken arm or dislocated shoulder. Yeah, just and I just kind of, like, pop the dislocated shoulder back you're in. Just a wreck. So this is how this works. You've lost all your facets. You, you're going to undergo a soul-searching scene where your true motivations are revealed. So we're going to make them known to everyone else here. Um, for good or ill, and you have one facet left, and that is you yourself. Um, and that's your true motivation. So... Um, whenever I draw a card now to see how you overcome challenges, I'm going to draw two rather than one. And basically, you're going to take one more full tilt destiny run at trying to accomplish your goal, your reason for doing this. Well, I mean, my real reason for doing this was I wanted to become a major arcana so I could uh, make Celine immortal. You did it for a mortal? <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. I see, yeah. I see the scene as you, like, you finish off the brute, right? And, like, you're completely battered. And, like, you unzip you unzip your bike jacket for yeah. a second and, like, take out a picture. Yes. Oh, yes. And it's, like, the carnival, like, strip of pictures. Yes. So there's oh, one the photo with photo us, photo. like, funny hats on. There's one, like, kissing on the cheek. Duck lips. There's, there's got to be a duck lips picture. There's a duck, duck lips. lips. And then there's, like, a Charlie's Angel. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. You just, like, slip Take it back it in your coat. And then I, yeah. It. Yep. So what are you going to do as a last-ditch effort, like, right now to just try and make this happen? Leaving everyone else out because at this point, screw them. I want to find the chariot on the cams. Yep. And either use the booby traps and and installed turrets and whatnot to take them out, or to somehow turn the guard against them and have the guard take them out. Like, they're an imposter! Yep. So, I mean, I would love to do that myself, but I'm physically wrecked, so I can only do it relying on my, you know, military training and charisma. Okay. So, because if they kill the chariot, mm-hmm. but under my orders, by cosmic law, I will take the chariot's place. Yes. I'll take it. Ready? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
This is going to get interesting, guys, because I don't know what happens if she takes out your prize before you get there. <laughs> right, it's going to take me some time to get through the system. Yep, so we're going to leave that aside then. Are you not going to tell me what the cards are? No. What the sorry, numbers are? Sorry, Senda. I was just going to let you keep going, but you started looking no. at the rules, so I wanted to let I, you know I, what I, actually I see, happened. This is, this is the, like, help. I read these a couple of times, but yeah. this is the first time I've run this, and I don't really know what I'm it's doing. Sorry. I, I wasn't sure what we were going to do we're exactly, gonna, so I thought you were going to wrap right. it up. So that's my plan, but it might take a while. I'm also yep, not able to use there. one of my arms very well. and. So she's completely out from our stuff. No, yep. no. She's still, she's still she, with us. She's still, yeah. We know what her motivation is, though. Yeah. Got right. it. So anything she does is based on that motivation. She doesn't have. I don't right, know we, that my comms on. Yeah, my so comm has been we, damaged. Yeah. We all yep. hear it. So that I don't realize that it's on constantly because it's a push to talk com. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm going through, I'm just like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this for Celine. She can't die on me. I have to make her young and 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 perfect forever. Yep. Yep. Actually, Brilliant. throw something when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I mean it, it, really it's like gonna be it's gonna be this nasty stream of expletives yeah, coming out of me I just like as soon as I hear like she's doing it for a mortal I'm just like fuck. like like like, Did you just hear motherfucking? Yeah. Do you know what happens to plans when love gets involved? Oh, I don't know. What happens hell? to plans when love Everything gets involved? Everything goes to hell. That's what okay, happens. Okay, but she's you're acting, the only person, Brett, She's not acting for us <laughs> anymore. She's not acting for us. Oh, God, she's no. acting for her. I know. So I'm gonna, um, we need to get this job done I'm gonna take, now. I'm going to take point on this one, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Cool. This is the last one. All right, so she's like, there's a door, and that's the thing that we, we hit the button, right? Yes. So first thing I do is I pull out a taser and I tase Denari. Okay. <laughs> and then I start dragging him to the door and I press uh -huh. the button. And uh -huh. I throw him in there right at his stepmother's feet, and I'm like, I did what you wanted. Our deal is done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there any way to resist this? <laughs> well, I have impeccable timing. If you're going to shock me, Can they do a, they do me, a roll off? Like, can we pull out some dice? Should we, should we pull a I have off? silver. I have silver and everything else. If you want to, if you want to tase me, <laughs> you got to throw down, bro. I get to set the scene, I mean, man. Is there a rule for PvP? Because I'm on it. There's not. We can, um, here's what I would say. Yeah. Will this work? You don't, do you, you, don't get, you don't get damaged. I would, like, I would will, like him to, gonna, no, hold on. Here's you, the thing. You're yep. not going to take damage. You yep. don't get damaged. It's you're, just a story. It's a story. You're not going to, you're not going to actually like take any physical harm or anything from this. So you can talk your way right back out of this. Yeah. But I'll, this is where, is that, or we can do a card off. All I, I, no, all I'm I willing to, do, to spend two. I'm willing to spend two cards. Look, I, I asked if I could set the, if I could be. Point. It's fine, Taze. Yes, that's fine. I tase you. I throw you in there. You're not unconscious. I, I and I don't even know what's going to happen because my job was to bring you to your stepmother. So that was the deal that I had to do. So I'm standing there. Go. What? I don't, what? I don't what the know fuck did you just do? <laughs> This is not the plan. This is not the other person. Who can you trust over? Nobody. That's right. Remember that. I hate this job. Card? Yeah, flip a card. Is it like a two? It's two. I got this. I'll use um. Got it. I'll use this. Whatever that does. Uh, what do you? Who do you have? Uh, the hanged man. You guys keep having like appropriate things. Um. I actually don't have to tase Inari. I just have to open the door and usher him you in. You just open the door and push yeah. him in. You said it. Tase me, man. It's fine. Yeah, there's I, no, actually, there's I see actually it, like, no reason to tase no, you. No, the, the door's opening. The door's opening. Like, okay, we're in. Denari, you're going in first. 
wham. And you sure, just kind of hit him in the back. Like, you, if you're doing it, do it, man. Yeah, but I was thinking, like, why do I tase you? Like, that doesn't make sense. My job was to deliver you. Because you two have loved the same woman oh, yeah. who loves oh, me. Yeah, there's a reason why you <laughs> And I'm going to make her immortal, and y'all will have to deal with that for time yeah. immortal. <laughs> okay. The hanged man ties and binds cuffs and prisons, ropes and manacles. These structures keep us safe. These boundaries are more than they contain. It is the line that makes the shape, not the space inside. Through control, we can all prosper. That's like his entire <laughs> thing. So, so tying that into what you're doing, tying that into what you're doing, you can now t- you can do two cards, take whichever one you want. Sure. Uh, so just tell, draw two. tell me, tell me how that's involved. All right. So. Um, this whole plan, like at least for me, like I know we're trying to get the golden chariot because of that guy, but um, really I have a deal with the Empress, and and she has made my life a lot easier by giving me this golden microphone. <laughs> and uh, my 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 part of that deal was to deliver Denari to her. Oh, so I manipulated all of this to happen, even though he has perfect timing, he thinks he knows what's going on with all of my favors and with my uh, being as inspiring as I am, I kind of blinded him to that and got him where I needed. I used his ability to plan out things to get him exactly where I wanted him. Okay. Um, Well, your choice is ace or seven. Ace. Yeah, I thought you might choose that. What happens if you get an ace? Um... It's like a critical hit. Yee! Awesomeness. Um, so this is, Ooh, yes. Then some? You're going to subvert the obstacle in your path and use it for your own ends once the icon has... <laughs> oh, interesting. Once the icon has no more coins on it, then the royal who played an ace takes it, um, ace against it, takes it as a facet of their own. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so I get her thing? So you actually get... You've become your own insider. The, you get that inside position thing. That's a facet of yours. So tell me how this happens, and then we'll play through and how you guys are going to get this chariot. I don't know. I, uh, I look at you, because, I mean, it doesn't knock you out. Like, it's just, you're just taste. It just stunned you for a second. Then I pick you back up. I'm like, that's for Celine. I don't know what you want with him. What do I want? <laughs> what does, I do. Hang on. You didn't figure it out? I already knew. What is it? Oh. oh! She's going to use me to get my father's attention. Oh, damn. I thought you meant you knew he was going to betray you. I knew that. Oh, okay. Why do you think I went through the door first? That was all part of the plan. <laughs> Did Oberon know that? Uh, yeah. yeah. My timing's perfect. I per- didn't know that. My timing's perfect. Look, are you going to take this golden chariot or not? <laughs> <laughs> you have to stay here, though. I don't care if you know what's going on. I have taken out the chariot themselves. With yes. ballistic missiles. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Actually, no. You know what I'm imagining? You know, from Portal 2, those little gun turrets that say funny things. Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining like dropping a whole bunch of them into where the chariot is. I, I got the insider. Like, bing, 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 I got the insider thing, right? You have the insider now. I'm That's like, oh no, presents. honey, and I pull out the golden microphone because uh, while she might be better than me, she's not smarter than me, and bringing her son here has emotionally weakened her, mm-hmm. and I inspire her to let me keep my favorite tool until her <laughs> until she is crying. That about how much she loves her stepson. Pull this card. Sure. Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) I never knew she cared so much for you. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, I don't. What was that? She doesn't. Oh, (laughs) you are a tool (laughs) in this arsenal. And Denari's like, that's not going to play. We hate each other. It's my stepmother. (laughs) She doesn't actually like me. Right. Yeah, that's true. uh, It's true. 
if it, we apologize to all wonderful stepmothers out there. We know not all of you are evil. Well, Denari, figure it out yourself. I leave. If his damn father would just bring me back what I asked him for, I wouldn't have to do these things. Did he live, leave for cigarettes and never come back, Empress? No. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Uh, Vic, Vic, Victoria. Victoria. Tori. Tori. Girl, girl, girl. <laughs> I'm about to become a major arcana too. So. <laughs> well, she's not really. So, well, no, she is because that's the way we set this up. Anyway, yes, good. Um, look, you guys got what you wanted. You stay with me. We can let them go on their way. I take a seat. Fade out. You guys, that, a free run to. Is that how the we just get the last thing? You just got the last thing. Like we don't have to do anything for that. Um, I don't know. You just read the rules more recently than I did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tell how me, the Chris. Last card works Tell me. There's nothing on it. Uh, the evening unfolds. Pregnant with promise. Scene is resolved. Uh, once all the icons have been defeated, Arkan Dawn approaches. Oh, right. Yep. No, we got one more thing to do. Final battle. Final battle. That's oh. a lot of oh, silver. Damn. Never mind. Then I, I have two, a yeah. Three, four. Shit. Okay. I got battle. nothing. Um, I'm inverted. You're with your stepmother. I'm in great shape. You are in great shape. Hang out. <laughs> I have my card, I have a coin, and I have... And you have extra silver. I have one complete aspect and one partially damaged aspect. So everything's been defeated or subverted. The arcane is open and dawn is approaching. Um, this is our final battle with the chariot. So what we're going to do is catch back up with that scene, Damon Spade, where you were setting that up. Right, yes. Um, and you... Yep, yep. You set it all up. You got it going. Um, you drew a nine because I already drew the, that card set, and I'm assuming you want the nine and not the four. Yes. Um, so you drew a nine. Tell me how you succeed um, at taking them all out. So describe that actually happening. I am... Happens if you're inverted and you take more damage. You're out. You're done. Out. Out. Done. Yeah, because you're gonna take. You are gonna take more damage. So, so I know you, I'm dead. You're 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 gonna you're gonna be gone, but you're okay. gonna succeed. Whatever the gone is, is you're just taking out. Yeah. Well, my my last hope is one of these two, since we're in love with the same woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love this. Like, it's it's not a love triangle. It's a love rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> I know she chose me, but if 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 I die, we've already had this discussion because we have a very adult re- and open and honest and healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my 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 last hope is that either Bastion or Denari will succeed uh, and get the golden Tesla and make her immortal. Um, so. I am fading fast. And you don't have to be, like, dead or anything, but just tell me how you're out. Um, I accidentally electrocute myself. The... (laughs) Ironically. Karmic punishment. Karmic punishment. (laughs) Uh, The the fight I had with the bruiser, we somehow damaged the console. And so even though I'm able to get, like, a bunch of killer robots to take out the chariot... Um, as I push the final button, a shock of electrocution runs through my body, and I collapse on the console, and it fades to black, 
you don't know if I'm dead or just out. So you collapse on the console. I want to add one more detail before we fade. The, the picture set that you keep in your jacket, like the camera pans, the camera's on you as you collapse over the console and it just pans down to the floor as it falls out of your jacket and lands by your foot. And then we fade. And a little <laughs> bit of, and, it, and there's a little bit of blood on the floor that it oh, like, yeah, it's see, starts yeah. seeping up. Yes. A little, a little red. Ah, <laughs> Most like likely it. my blood. Most likely. <sighs> but we don't know for sure. We got three more hits on the chariot here. What are we going to do? How are we going to take out these final... I'm waiting for Denari to do something. You what? I'm waiting for Denari to do something. Oh, boy. I feel like we have a flashback where then this is actually part of the plan. Is there a flashback to the two of you talking about this? Is that what you want? I'm going off of what you want. If you've taken me out, you've taken me out. You guys finish it off. I can't take you out. You have a billion things left. You're not out, so the story continues for you. Yeah. So if you're, yeah, you're actually doing better than everyone so else. So through in terms that, of being taken you out. take the chair, and from that position of command, you sit in the chair, assess the room. What? Yeah, I've put you in the would, control room. What would Denari do? If he's all this stuff just happened. All right, that's my stepmom. She's using me as a tool. Sit down. Does he flip all? Does he flip the plan completely on its head? I mean, and oh yeah, that was Plan B. There's probably a flashback where we're like, we're gonna, I'm gonna tase you. We're gonna put you in the room. We're gonna argue about it. And then you're going to deal with your stepmom. I'm going to wait. Timing's everything. Timing is everything. So So what's the next three? There's three stars. I'll wait. Okay. There's two, two, right? Uh, Three. There's three. Three. I play it up up well. I look and sit defeated. I take out my notebook and just start writing in my notebook in front of my stepmother. Occasionally glancing at my watch. (laughs) She's pacing. Well, we gotta go. We gotta go find. We gotta go grab the chariot. Yeah, and steal mm-hmm. it. So. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll take the point on this one. That'll work. Everyone owes me a favor, and this is a heist, right? Like we have a yep. plan. This is the last yep. part of the plan. Yep. I have all of my inside people. Yep. And uh, it's at this point they, they've given me the codes to this place. Awesome. And that's yes. when I start dropping in all the all the codes to open up all the doors for us. Yes. That's what I do. Awesome. Ah, uh, cool. Um, on the Phil, what's the twist? The twist for the codes? Yeah. The codes? Um, you're gonna set off a silent alarm. Those okay. codes aren't supposed to be. Those codes, when used, set off a panic alarm because they're more like panic codes. Like you can override them, but silently it sends a message to the chariot that they've been used. Sounds good. To Elon Musk, the only remaining member of the chariot. Because Dame Spade took out all the other manifestations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he looks at his phone and there's a message on it mm-hmm. that like lets him know like, like the, tes- the Tesla is the Tesla's about to be taken. Yep. The Tesla right. is in danger. You want to draw? You want the me to draw? The Tesla is in danger. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a three. Sweet. I fail again. So much for everyone owes me a favor. That's gone. Yep. That's gone. Damn. The alarm goes off. Because really, those inside people you thought you had, they're not. They specifically gave you the panic codes, yeah, sure. not the door opening codes. Okay. That's what happened. All right. So the doors don't open. The doors don't open, and the alarm went off. Yep, and that's when I stand up. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, good. I look at... It's I, my time. I, I stand up and I look and I go, oh, good, mom. 
Now that the codes have gone off and the chariot's arriving, Dad should be here. Dad should be here any minute. They can all deal with each other, and I get up and walk out of the room. Where do you think you're going? You've got your hands full. You failed to secure. You failed to secure the the chariot. He's on his way, and Dad's coming, and he's pissed that you took me. Sort it out for yourself. (laughs) I have work to do, and I stroll out of the room. Oh, man. Oh, so I'm inverted. Are you inverted? Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Tell us about your true motivation. Tell us about your true motivation We're we're walking along, and uh, my true loyalty has always been to the Empress. To the Empress? Yes. Oh. Like, that's that's why I brought her her son. Mm -hmm. That's why we've been working together for a very long time. Mm-hmm. That's a... Twist. and, And the reasoning being is that she is the one who's promised me to get off of this stupid rock. Mm-hmm. So cool. that's why I have a, a great deal of loyalty towards her. That's what I get out of her. She's yelling and swearing, right? Because that's yep. how it becomes known. Yeah. Yep. So she's like ye- yelling and swearing. She's like, like, she's like, I cut a deal with that damn... I cut a deal with that fucking with Bastion. <laughs> what the hell? That bastard Bastion. And, and while I'm standing with Oberon, I'm like, that what, fucking bitch. What you can't do... I don't like any of this! What you can't do, Mom... <laughs> like a bullshit shot. I'm going to go do four. <laughs> angry. And I walk out of the room. <laughs> you just hear her behind him screaming. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. You just cracked your knuckles. <laughs> like, for real, these. <laughs> All of them at once. Hey, okay. man. I, I Time to go if, to work. <laughs> I win if you steal that thing regardless, because that ruins his reputation. All right, so what facet are you using? Um, oh, I'll go with act. Um, I'm going to go with astute tactician. Awesome. That's once I got on the inside, I didn't quite know how everything was going to how everything was going to work mm-hmm. once he delivered me to her. But as I sat there and kind of you know, uh, what you call it, scrawled in my um, in my magical moleskine, yep. <laughs> I hatched out the plan for the remainder of this. Yep. So now I got to go tell everybody what the actual plan is. You gonna oh. cross my palm with that silver? Hell's yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's you take, want to draw them, or do you want me to draw them? Take one from the bottom, one from the top. Come on, good cards. Uh, five and a one. Oh, oh, ace, ace is one is ace, one is ace, one is ace. There you go. Not critical. Yeah, then yeah. we'll take the ace. Yes, take the plus. ace. Take the ace. The ace is the yes, and then some. So you're gonna subvert the obstacles in the path and use them for your own ends. I think you pretty much did that. Yeah, you're just gonna leave them to. Explode oh, over there. Dad's gonna Dad's out. gonna arrive. The chariot's gonna arrive. Yep. Mom's there. Like that whole fiasco is, is the last fiasco. cover we actually need yes. to leave. Yes. Um, fantastic. Just- My whole thing was I just want to prove that I was right, and I was right. Everything went to hell. What they had planned didn't work. I told you it was wrong. <laughs> I'm happy as a clam. Awesome. I got exactly you, what I do wanted. Do you mind coming to save so. me? <laughs> I could probably go save or, or I could leave you. Or I could leave you gagged yeah, in the woods. Yeah, because these two, I don't trust. So okay. let's, let's play out the last bit of cinema before we hit the credits here. Um, tell me how this actually works perfectly. Tell me your perfect plan with your perfect timing yeah. and how you guys get the chariot. And then we are going to decide what your new card is that you guys form together. So I walk down and meet the two of them, right? You're still alive? Yeah. Okay. So I meet, I, so I meet the two of them, and, uh, and we're at the door. Yes. And so I open the door, and there's the car. Yep. Right? Four, it's four-door. There's room for all three yep. of us in it. It's got those really cool handles that the Teslas have, like the door handles that are... So he's on his way, right? Oh, they're all on their way. Oh, good. <laughs> Just uh, wait a few more seconds, 
And then you hear like a like, huge crack of thunder. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, let's get in the car. <laughs> Sounds like an excellent plan, Denari. I told him this wouldn't work. I told him this was not. Oh, gonna, exactly what I told him it would be. Oh, there's going to be some fallout cosmologically for this. Oh, where are you? Did somebody grab I'm just Spade. with these guys. Yeah, where is Spade? Oh. I was a little tied up. Shit. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm going to haul ass up there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> just, meet us, just meet us at the front door. Mm-hmm. Got it. We'll be there. So I'm still alive? Sure. I toss you. you, you the, are, I toss you the keys. Either your body or your unconscious self, whatever I, I you want it so to be. The doors just slide open for you to get in. <laughs> I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna grab spade. Yeah. Grab spade. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I am not. I'm not a so, uh, physical specimen by any stretch. So <laughs> this is a bit of like, work <laughs> to do this. You put me on the wheelie chair. <laughs> exactly. Push the wheelie chair. Yeah, it's basically one of those crash carts that, like, in that you see in data centers. A little lights kind of. Hoist and just push her through that. So when we get in the car, I, I, I look at you. I'm like, having me pretend to betray you to make them think our mortal halves were corrupting us was a great idea. I agree, except that my stepmother was very, very upset. Are you sure you were? Are you sure you were with us the whole time? I just turned the car on. It's okay. It's all done now. So you guys um, drive out of the, the garage door that is the giant entrance to this so that you could get in um, with impeccable timing, uh, pick up Oberon and... Find uh, something on the radio. Dame Spade <laughs> in the chair. Yeah, what do you find on the radio? Oh, I just... I, I find... We are the champions, <laughs> my friend. Surprisingly, I scan through the radio stations. I'm like, and click, 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 and I stop. I just I play roulette and stop, and yeah. that comes on. There we go. Oh. <laughs> hey, somewhere, some radio station was going to be playing it. With perfect timing. Oh, perfect timing to stop on it. Um, fantastic. So we're going to do one more thing. Thing, I think. We are the champions. Uh, dawn breaks over the city. So, as you guys are exiting this building in the Golden Tesla with all four of you in it, the sun is just starting to rise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shines off of your golden vehicle. Off so, the hood, man. Looks good. Now, now, you are going to be merging into a new major arcana card. So as you drive out, the car is starting to shimmer and become something else. What do you guys think that your new arcana is that's about to replace the chariot in every tarot deck in the world? The cabal. The cabal. cabal. <laughs> it's like the four of us. Cabal? Yeah, it's like a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it something, do you want to go even like a broader, like the plan? Ooh, the heist? The plan. I mean, if you say the plan, it's like the master plan behind all things. Everything's planned. Everything's connected. From a tarot perspective, it's it's vague, but also has a very specific connection to the four of us. The whole thing was an absolute plan, soup to nuts. Yeah. Just an idea. No, I mean, it's all right. I wanted something more inclusive. Like, more inclusive? The cabal would mean like it's it was the four of us together Got doing it. it. Like, that's... like my, my, my temptation would be to say... Um, it, it might be the plan. The image on the card is like four people. Like the lovers is always two people. So the image on this card is four people. Two crowns and two swords. Two crowns and two swords. Two of them wearing crowns. Two of them with swords um, and some sort of vehicle. 
I'd be okay. I'm, I'm with. I'm yeah. down with that, Chris. <laughs> we're, we're like a gang. The gang. The gang. The gang. That's the gang. actually good. <laughs> so it's like, and then the meaning of the card would be something about like making plans and as groups and fulfilling a, a purpose. Like working as a, together. Yeah. Yeah. Collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So the chariot card fades out of existence and is replaced by the cabal. By the cabal. Sweet. Or the plan. By the way, Whatever. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and then we make Selena mortal. Yeah, Selena mortal. Selena mortal. Well, that's yeah, that's plan. fine. Sweet. You I'm upheld. Good. You upheld your. You upheld your part. I, the other, actually, the cool part about the from a cabal perspective, it's a group of people that are all working together to do a thing behind the scenes. Behind the, that's right. what a cabal no, no, is. Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's a cabal. plan. So that totally it's, jives yeah. in. It's, it's all Words the same are disconnecting. Thing. It is. It totally okay, is. But I like call the, the card the cabal. So I like it better. Thank you guys so much for playing with us today. If you guys are interested in Royal Blood, it is available from Grant Howitt's store on um, itchy.io. Ching. Yes. <laughs> One last job. It's also a really good game. Um, so really quickly, Phil and Chris, you can find them on the Misdirected Mark um, podcast Tuesdays at 8.45 p.m. Eastern, 6.45 p.m. the Queen's time. That's me, so I get to thank myself. And... Uh, <laughs> And also at Encoded Designs, as well as Gnome Stew and a number of other places. Emily and I, of course, you can find on She's a Super Geek. And Brett, you can find on Gaming NBS.com. And we will have links to everything in the show notes. Thank you guys again so much for playing. Thank you for having us. That was fun. Thank you. That was good. hope you enjoyed episode 39 of She's a Super Geek. Included next is both our table chatter after the game about the safety failure that happened, um, if you're interested to hear that happen, and a little interview that I did with Phil uh, much later, uh, just a couple of days ago, to, to kind of talk through what we learned about things and how we're, we're going to try to avoid this sort of thing in the future, and some changes I'm going to make to my personal games to avoid having this kind of thing come up. So Cabal's better. I know you have a thing with betrayal, which is why there's an X card on the table. Yeah. So you could have just touched the X card. I could have, but I got, I'll be honest, I got hijacked. I couldn't think. I actually, I was ready to drop out. I know. Like, you you knew, like, you pushed one of my triggers. But it's also, the, like, a heist trope. I get it. I just, you you know that you, you know that you triggered me. That's why... It, I had a I had a plan beyond that, like because I, I understand. I know you the, should have told me that. I understand how the game functions, right? Like so. Yeah, I like, get you're it. You're not out until all your stuff's gone. I can't actually take you out of play. See, I was where I was where Phil was, where I I I'd forgotten that that wasn't it. I thought that was like the thing. Oh I, like, yeah. Was, like I you succeeded at the test. I just I, assumed that's what happened. Yeah. So I was I was with Phil from a mechanics perspective. Right. I, didn't but I knew get we didn't get the chariot yet, so I knew the game had to proceed forward. I knew there was some. But I, I didn't read any of that. Yeah. Neither did I. <laughs> I didn't read any of that. I'll say I'm a little hurt. You actually pushed one of my triggers. Oh. Like you know that that's one of my things. I actually had to keep my hands from shaking. Oh, I'm sorry. So. Yeah. And I didn't think to hit the X card. Like, I, it didn't even, I forgot it was on the table. So, it's all right. I'll tell you what, though, Phil, the way we, the way from the chair perspective and the way it bounced back, the way you were able to come back off of it was really cool. I mean, so I, I took me a few, it took me a few minutes to come back. I it mean, did. But when you came back, you came back strong, in my opinion. 
So I feel bad that that happened. I don't. I don't like. I don't like unfortunate tension. I actually but. don't like playing games that do that kind of stuff. But I mean, if we were going to be terrible people, yeah, I get it. I mean, it felt a little retribution, like. I amped it up to be terrible, and then I feel like you triggered me to because, you know, it was my idea to go dark on it. Come on, man. I, I went with the kid getting shot. I get it, but you didn't like it, and then you didn't, like, after you had, like, copped to it, you were like, no, it's fine. We'll be terrible. Like, I felt like I got taught a lesson on that one. I don't know. I wasn't trying to teach you a lesson. Okay. That's cool. I'm going to say, I like the game. We can, we're going to keep this conversation going off the mics, but really quickly so that I have it on recording. I actually don't even know how to introduce this. So, hey guys, I thought I would sit down with Phil. Uh, it's been a little while since we played this game at this point, and we just wanted to talk through really quickly some of what happened, some of what we learned, and hopefully you guys can use this information to avoid this kind of problem at your tables, because it's no fun for anybody. And, uh, you know... We're all good role players, but even with the best role players, so sometimes stuff is going to happen. As we learned. And we caught it on tape. <laughs> so, learn from our mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to keep in mind is that uh, there's two things about that table. Uh, first of all, that table was a table of some serious caliber GMs. Right? Yeah. Like, there are no rookies sitting at that table. Player or GM at the table. And second we're all good friends. There yeah. were no, there were no real strangers or anything. Like we're all friends and, um, had some level of interaction with each other before we all sat and played. So there were no strangers. Uh, there wasn't a case of somebody being a rookie or whatever. And I think the point being is that this kind of stuff can literally happen to anyone in a game. It is, it's just, a, it's not, you take it seriously. You're never going to be able to account for everything for these kinds of things to come up. They just happen, right? Like it really wasn't, it wasn't anything that I was expecting to happen, but it, it did. And again, I mean, it was, it was among friends and among some serious role players. And even that we still made some mistakes. Yeah. We, we actually made mistakes that we all knew better then that we have actually <laughs> pretty much all of us have talked about what to do in a situation if you have a player at your table who is triggered and there's some pretty clear answers like stop the game and we didn't and uh and it's interesting because i think there are there are some factors involved that weren't necessarily involved in a normal game like uh we had a time limit pressing down on us we had microphones in front of us um that were you know there was some added pressure to make sure that we got the game done, finished it in a certain amount of time. Um, you know, we, we had to actually, uh, and I don't think you can tell in the recording, we did actually shorten the game a little bit. Um, we just basically made some of the stuff easier to make it happen faster because we were feeling that time pressure. Um, we were sort of flippant about the X card when we put it down on the table because we're, we were all very experienced and we all knew each other and we just didn't even think about things coming up. Well, and we didn't even think at the beginning at the beginning of the game when you introed the game. We really didn't even think that it was the kind of game that needed an X card, which might exactly. be the first mistake, right? Like the first right. mistake might be saying like there are games that need an X card and games that don't need an X card, and maybe yeah. the safer route is every let's game just gets an X card. Let's always have an X card. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, we did, we brought it out mid game and, uh, we did it kind of flippantly. Cause again, we were casual and friends at a table kind of thing, uh, which was fine. And the thing was uh, on my end, when, when it happened, and I guess maybe it's worth just kind of explaining in case it doesn't clear in the recording, what exactly sure. happened. Yeah. So, I have a trigger about betrayal, so I don't really like PvP games. I don't like um, I don't like betrayal in RPGs, player on player betrayal, NPC betrayal, is somewhat a little better, but still kind of on the line for me, like being betrayed by an NPC. But being betrayed by a player is pretty bad for me, and I didn't mention that up front and reasonably it's the kind of thing that happens in a heist story so it probably i could have thought to to mention it at some point well so there's another part to that wherein um i did not set expectations at the table as a gm of what level of pvp we might fall into and so some of that's you know some of that is missed expectations at the beginning of the game yeah and i think the other thing that kind of threw me off was there's no in royal blood there's no real mechanic for it so chris made his role and just narrated what happened and kind of narrated me into a betrayal and there was no way to do anything about it which which felt uh, rather helpless like there wasn't a role i could make there wasn't um you know a defense or anything like that and i think you tried to actually improvise one but we were like no we should just we should play by the rules and not, you know, and not wing it kind of thing, which was probably bad on my part because I think that was me trying to let the betrayal happen for whatever reason, um, rather than rather than stop it. But it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear that on my turn, I could kind of turn the tables, and it was hard for me to actually think about that once uh, the betrayal started. Like I had a I in retrospect, realized I had a lot of trouble thinking through what was happening in those moments in the game. So much so that the X card was out of my view because it was close to my mic stand. So sitting at the table and looking like past my mic, I couldn't see the X card. I could see the tarot cards out on the table, but the X card was like just to the right of that and kind of up against my mic stand. So I didn't even see it. And in the moment when it happened, I couldn't even remember it was there to think to reach over to it. Like that's a lot of times people think like, well, there's an X card on the table. So people will touch it uh, when they are in distress. But I can tell you, having been in distress, I totally forgot the X card was on the table. Right. And there's another part of this where, you know, that was my table and I was running that game and I could have touched that X card, too. And I didn't either. And I knew that you were in distress. Yeah. Um, and like and like you said, we were in that time crunch. There's also we were recording. So it's like if we stop the whole thing right now, you know, we're going to have to restart it. It's going to have to be cut together. Like it's easy to it's easier to do that when you're not recording where you can just say, like, we're going to stop. And even at a con game, we could have just stopped and maybe we wouldn't have finished the game. Right. But we were trying to get an episode out for you guys. Like, we, you know, there's a need to like, well, we got to reach the end of this episode because we're not all going to be together and we're not going to have all the equipment with us uh, to do this again. Yeah. So, you know, there was a little bit of a heads down, like, 
let's push through and get to the finale kind of thing. And that wasn't just you. That was the table. Like, we all knew we had to get the story finished. Right. And that's, I mean, in a safety failure situation, pushing through at the table is, like, a terrible idea. Like, the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris comes around in a little bit in that, you know, in, in play yeah. and, yeah, and retcons it. Yeah. Um, which helped. Yeah. Um, that helped a bit. You know, it, it, it helped me get through to the end of the uh, to the end of the story. And I did try to turn that betrayal around into, you know, like basically it's a it's a double cross kind of thing. Yeah. Um, against my stepmother and that, you know, my um, my father's coming and he's pissed kind of thing, which is how I kind of like, you know, got out of the tailspin. Right. Like I was. I was kind of spinning. I was losing it. I was what people can't see on the recording is I had pulled away from the table a bit. I had kind of neatened up my character stuff, which was, you know, kind of me kind of like almost packing up kind of thing. But after that retcon, I've kind of come back around enough that I am able to kind of re-engage. And there's a comment at the end, right at the end where I say to, Chris's character that I don't feel like you might have been with me the whole way. Like that's just kind of a side comment about uh, about what happened. Yeah. And it probably the the end table talk stuff probably sounds um it probably sounds terrible, which is good why we're recording this because Right. <laughs> Cuz um, we're all still friends. <laughs> yeah, and Chris and I actually hashed this out on Misdirected Mark uh 225 where Yeah. So Chris this is the a- short this is the short version, but if you guys want the long version of of what happened and and how you can avoid it. Um, and and Chris's take on it, right? Chris will yeah. explain his take on it and um and he's not wrong. I mean, it was just um it was a thing that happened and um, it's really the first time in probably it's really the first time in decades that that's happened to me. Um, it's definitely the first time I've had something like that really go wrong at my table. I mean, is it so okay? It a- is it okay to talk about what happened uh, afterwards? Because yeah, because none of the, the what yeah. happens afterwards, none of it got recorded. So. Yeah, none of that's recorded. So please feel free. Yeah. So I uh, actually had to get up and walk away. Uh, from the table. I think that's what you hear, depending on how the ending of the the table talk is um, cut. But I got up and packed up my stuff and walked away because I actually needed to get some physical space. And I wound up, um, I wound up for a while kind of just sitting alone and kind of composing myself. Like I actually was really shook up and it was really that, that adrenaline, that amygdala hijacking that took place. Like I was, it was, it was coming out of my system, but I like needed to, get out of the noise of the convention area and like sit. Um, and eventually you found me like you were the one who you were the one who came and found me. And, um, and we sat and talked and ultimately I was fine. But I I think the other thing that people don't know is Chris was equally shaken, shook, shook up about the whole thing. Right. That he, he, that, cause it was definitely not his intention. Right. He felt equally bad about it and thought I was like super mad at him and I was upset, but I was more like, I was so overrun with, you know, like adrenaline, like I needed to, to cool off. And, and he actually had to come down from that as well. And by that evening, the two of us found each other and, and we were fine. I mean, we were never going to not be fine. I mean, Chris and I are, you know, Chris and I are partner, business partners and writer, co-writer, co-authors and designers and stuff. And we're never not going to be fine. But it was a thing. Like, it happened. 
that's happened once before on the mics on Misdirected Mark, the infamous Ingress uh, incident. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that gets me called um, Yoko, right? Yeah. Yoko Ono. Um, yeah, I mean, that happened... Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, I know better now, right? Like, I've I, the lessons I learned from it is one. I um, I do need to be clear that I actually have a known trigger. Like, player on player betrayal is uh, a huge problem for me, and I just need to not have that in games that I play. Um, and the second one that I really learned was how I lost the X card, and the idea that one X card might not be enough. Right. Uh, and the other thing that I'm thinking about is, uh, you know, I do it, you've done it, and I've seen lots of people do it where they just take a card and draw an X on it. Yeah. But I actually think I'm going to make, like, graphically design an X card that has some substance to it and make a couple of them, laminate them, you know, just mm-hmm. for durability and because I like to laminate because things. Because you laminate things, yeah. yeah. But I mean, <laughs> seriously, like, I think I want to have a couple of them and I want to put them, scatter them around my table. And yeah. I want them to be noticeable. Right. Like, v- visible. Yes. Like, so that it's colorful. It's, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, so that if you are in distress, it still catches your eye. Like, it's there. Yeah. And I, like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to stop that practice where I just take an index card and I'm like, this is an X card and, you know, throw it on the table. I think I'm going to be more deliberate and be like, these are X cards and they're all within arm's reach for all of you. And yes, they're kind of bright and obnoxious, but there's a reason for that, you know, and, and just be more deliberate about that. Yeah. Can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. It was, um... I mean, that's the part, that's the other piece that right. <laughs> you and I sat and talked to each other, and, and I was upset, but you were upset too. Right. I mean, I, you're a really close friend of mine, and I, I, I let that happen to you at my table. Um, and that was very, it was very upsetting to me that I didn't handle it appropriately at all. And I didn't do any of the things that I should have done in the moment, because I kind of lost sight of all that stuff too. And I, I mean, there are excuses in terms of the microphones and timing and all of that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it just is one of those things that brings safety home in a way that we, we can talk about it all we want um, until something really major like that happens at your table. And, you know, one of your friends that you care about is suddenly in that position and unlike feel like I, uh, you know, I had a hand in creating that situation because I was running that table and because I didn't, I didn't take the appropriate steps. Like, yeah, that sucks. It it makes me, I'm not proud of it. (laughs) It makes me think now that something you said just made me think of this where we talk about, um, you know, we, we often talk about safety, but much like, much like they do with school children, we never actually have a fire drill. Right. Like, I've never sat with a group and said, hey, if safety breaks, this is exactly yeah. what we need to do. Like, yeah. and, and, and we should have those things because if we are playing, I mean, in general, we should always be careful of safety. But there are certain games where we know safety is 
needed more because you're playing at a either deeper emotional level or you're connecting to something in a certain way, you know, like something like Monster Hearts or um, Undying or something, you know, potentially has that kind of feel to it. Even Headspace, right? I mean, Mark yeah. Richardson does a good job of talking about that, but I kind of feel like I kind of feel like having a fire drill, like hey, let's just take two minutes before we start playing and do this like every, I don't know, five, 10 sessions or so and say, hey, if safety breaks, this is exactly what we're going to do. We're not going to improvise what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Like somebody's going to touch an X card, whether it's the person in distress or somebody who recognizes a person in distress. We're going to take a break. We're going to have, you know, we're going to discuss what to do and then we'll we'll figure out how to rejoin the game. Like I've never done that. And now I'm thinking... Maybe that's a thing we should do. Yeah, that actually sounds like a really good idea because um, the thing is when your circumstances change really suddenly like that, it's something that we have trouble dealing with just as humans. Like our brains are really focused on one thing. We sometimes have trouble changing stride midway through unless we have a story that we can tell ourselves about that, about how it's going to go. Right. I mean, So like- if you create the, the habits before it happens. Right. Like if you catch on fire, what, do you, what are you supposed to do? Stop, drop, and roll. Right. I mean, like, every kid has taught that. <laughs> like, that's how we should be thinking about safety at the table. We should have something that's the equivalent of stop, drop, and roll. Because everything that happened at that table points that out, right? Like, we knew something was happening. The person in distress didn't couldn't find the way out. You were running it, and you didn't exactly have a plan for what to do when it happened, even though... You know, at some level, you knew something should have happened. And so it's a thing like now I'm thinking about it like, yeah, there should be the equivalent of stop, drop and roll for safety in games. And it should it should feel that it should feel like a reflex. Yeah. But anyway, I'm OK. Yeah. Phil's OK. I'm OK. Chris is OK. Yeah. Everybody's OK. <laughs> and we had talked and I'll just say this briefly before we wrap this up. We had talked about taking all these pieces out in editing and I insisted that we should leave them in that it's, it's an honest learning experience that we should have a chance to talk about it and people should see what, what that looks like, what it sounds like in a game. Right. I'm not sure I'm going to go listen to the last episode. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) But, um, but I, but I was, I was pretty insistent about it. I wanted it to be there because I think that other people could learn from it. Well, thank you for sitting down and chatting with me about it a little bit so that we have a little bit more context for this episode. Of course. Nobody will think that we hate each other or anything. Hardly. (laughs) I mean, we still do this other podcast together called Pandas Talking Games. Don't tell Emily. (laughs) She doesn't know about it. That was Grant Howitt's Royal Blood. Despite the issues at our particular table, this is a fantastic game, and I cannot wait to run it again. You can find more games by Grant Howitt, including Royal Blood, on his website, lookrobot.co.uk. You can find Phil and Chris on the Misdirected Mark podcast, which airs live every Tuesday night at 8.45 Eastern, or at misdirectedmark.com, and you can find Brett on Gaming and BS at gamingandbs.com. 
Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more fantastic music, tour dates, and merchandise at kieranstrange.com or follow on Twitter for news and updates at Kieran Strange. If you liked what you heard today, please consider backing us on Patreon. You can find us on patreon.com slash sasgeek. Or, if you'd like to support us in a non-monetary fashion, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Every new review really does help people find the show. And then more people will find the show, and then more people will find the show, and then more people will find the show, and then more people will find the show. And we'll see you in two weeks for our next adventure. I'm ready.